Happy New Year. It is wonderful that you are all here on the first day of the year and on behalf of our bishops. First of all, Peter, who wishes he was here, but sadly his 99-year-old father named Leo died just before Christmas. And so he and Annie and some of the members of the family went back to Barbados, were there to um, celebrate Leo's life, and they should be on their way home just about now. And we would ask you to hold them in your prayers. But on Peter's behalf, and Rosilla and Kevin, and Jenny, we wish you a happy new year, and pray that you are richly blessed, all of us, richly blessed by God's love, by God's hope, by God's resolve, by God's determination for peace and joy in the world. In your homes, in your churches, in the towns and cities in which you live, in this world, and that we all have the resolve to be vessels of God's peace. The word resolve and resolution goes hand in hand on the first day of the year. To make a resolution is to make a firm decision to do or not to do something, to have the quality of determination and resolve, to settle a dispute or an argument. The word as a verb to resolve comes from resolvere in Latin, which means to unsettle, to loosen, or undo. When an argument or a mystery moves to its resolution, it is undone, settled, and loosened. It is difficult to unloosen old patterns in our lives. And so January the 1st becomes that one day in the year when we make those resolutions. According to Time Magazine in 2019, the top five resolutions that we made for ourselves was to exercise, to lose weight, to eat better food, to spend less and save more, and to spend more time with family. How'd you do? (laughs) Me too. Every year at January 1st, I make a new resolution that I'm going to get up at least four days a week, and I'm going to exercise. And my favorite exercise, as many of you would know, is swimming. The challenge of loving swimming in January is that it's January. And the longest walk is moving from the shower room, shivering cold, onto the pool deck, Dipping your toe in the water and you know it's cold and you know that first plunge is going to be painful and it's going to take at least 10 lengths before you warm up. And that parade from the shower room always hits me early in the morning when the alarm goes off and it's cold outside and it's dark. And I roll over and say, maybe, maybe tomorrow. According to Psychology Today, 80% of the resolutions we make on January the 1st are broken by February. To loosen old patterns takes inner resolve, but sometimes it takes a little divine help too. That's what we hear in our readings today. When we catch up to Abram and Sarai, 
They have settled with their families. They are about 70 years old. They are getting ready to retire. But they keep getting this nagging sense that God is calling them in the night. And I often wonder how many times they rolled over and said, maybe tomorrow. And then one day they resolve to move because they hear in this invitation to follow a God of resolve is that they will be given children of their own and a land. So they pack up what they have and they hit the road. Not like all the other retired friends that they have who go down to Florida to stay warm. But they are resolved now to pursue a God who is pursuing them. And weeks would turn into months, and months would turn into years. In fact, 24 or 25 years. They clung to that hope that God would give them a child. And in clinging to that hope, we can only imagine when you reach finally 90, 91, and 99, how absurd it must feel to hold on to that dream. But you know that somehow the God of resolve will make it happen. And yet, to your friends, it must have sounded like waters parting in the Red Sea, or water being turned into wine, or walking on water. But as Paul would remind us, we stand firm in this, that suffering leads to endurance, and endurance leads to character, and character leads to hope, and hope never puts us to shame. And on this day, at the tender age of 99 and 90, again, God walks amongst Abram, and he falls on his face, prepared to hear good news. And he turns them inside out, because they are forever changed by this long journey with God. It doesn't happen in a week or a month. It happens over years. You will no longer just be Abram, but Abraham, not just exalted, but the father of many. You will no longer be Sarai, which means princess, but you will be Sarah, which means my princess. Never could they have ever imagined that they would hear the sound of a newborn crying in their tent. And sometimes in our own lives, when patterns change from the inside out, we know it to be true that we did not change those things on our own, but it was by God's grace that we have changed. And that is very much like walking on water and parting the Red Seas and turning water into wine. Joseph was engaged to Mary. They had not had a sexual relationship. And then it was determined that she was pregnant. Imagine for a moment that conversation. Imagine how hard that would have been to break this news to Joseph. Imagine Joseph becoming more and more crestfallen, feeling the deep feelings of betrayal, and unrest, and sorrow, and being resolved to let her go until he went to sleep. 
And an angel spoke to him and said, Don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. The child is conceived by the Holy Spirit. Imagine the next morning, Joseph showing up on Mary's doorstep. Imagine him not saying a word, but simply standing next to her and simply mouthing the words, I know. 28 people today are like to us, Mary and Joseph, Abraham and Sarah. Ordinary men and women in parishes right across the diocese who over not months or weeks or, or years, sometimes 10, but more like 20 and 30 and 40, have had the inner resolve to stick with the dream that God has for the church, to be a house of blessing, a place of tranquility and prayer, a place of justice and mercy for those who have no voice in our communities. Ordinary men and women who every day are using their gifts to make the church a better place. And today we honor you. We give thanks for you for not giving up, but walking even in a church that is imperfect, knowing that you could never have arrived at this moment in your life on your own, but by the grace of an entire community and with God's help to be vessels of peace for the world. May God hold all of us on that path together as we step into 2020 and a whole new decade. Amen.